welcome to another episode of Two-Headed Game Master. I'm Cosmo, the first head. And I'm Dane, the hard hat head. Two-Headed Game Master is a podcast about writing, designing, running, and playing role-playing games, where we discuss our favorite hobby, share our thoughts with you, and even play some games sometimes. Uh, Dane, what are we going to be discussing this time? Well, we are going to be talking about just some ideas uh, about etiquette... And you ruined my intro, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Take it again from the top. I didn't know where I was going with that. Uh, <laughs> G uh, game master etiquette, GM etiquette, which best is practice to ensure your players have a good time. Yeah, maybe not. That might not even be a good name for this episode. This is a couple ideas that we had that, like. <laughs> We the, didn't know where else they fit. Yeah, they so. weren't they weren't proper episodes on their own, but they were They're things here. that were like, well, we have a couple things to say about these, and so we we grouped them all together, and it's it's good general advice we think, but um, it's also I don't know this this episode might be a little rambling compared to some of our more focused stuff, but that's fine, especially if you come here just to hear us talk about RPG stuff because that's what this is. So. Um, let's read the sign out. Yeah, someone's being a little loud. Recording in progress, people be courteous. Um, all right, so we're going to be talking about three ideas today. Yep, all right. First, we're going to talk about safety cool safety tools. Got to hit that a little bit, you know, with your hard hats, ladies and gentlemen. Um, then we're going to be talking about I get it (laughs) nice from before, yeah. Uh, like safety, <laughs> PPE. <laughs> uh, then we're going to be talking about uh, time on ice. Mm-hmm. That's uh, an idea. We'll explain what it means. And then we're going to go through the ABCs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a little bit vague on the signposting this time, but that's to keep you, you know, titillated. Yes. Because this episode might be a bit of a mess. Because the. I was trying to work titular in there as well. Because mm. you said it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, anyways. So okay. So, first, safety yeah. tools. First thing to talk about. Uh, when I was writing this, when we were writing this episode, uh, I was seeing a lot of discussion on the Twittersphere about um, safety tools. Um, so, I thought it might be good to get in there while Twitter's in its death throes. Um, <laughs> you know, joke. Because <laughs> uh, of the thing and then D&D, you know. Yeah. Throwing a dice. Alright, so uh, I just didn't really understand why, why, any, why there was a discussion about it in the first place. Because, like, safety tools seems like a no-brainer. Well, predictably, in a negative environment like Twitter, there was just, you know, yeah. obnoxious backlash to the idea mm. of of setting boundaries yeah <laughs> like safety tools and whatever so so we're not we don't have a big like list of safety tools we're going to go through um because more smarter better people than us mm-hmm. have put together stuff on the internet um so safety tools is basically just uh you get together with your group and talk about what all the players and the game master are 
comfortable with. Yeah. Basically. And these days, it's um, these days I I I feel like it's a fairly common aspect of a session zero, mm-hmm. or the prompt that you give your players before you get together for the session zero. Um, you include just kind of like. You know, when you start a television show, what's going to be in it? And it says, like, you start a show on Hulu, and it says TVMA for the stuff that's in it. Well, you it it says that if it's a good show. Yeah, if it's I not a good show, it might say, like, PG for <laughs> suggested. For dumb babies. <laughs> yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's something we say all the time is talk to your players, talk to your game master. Mm-hmm. open lines of communication and that's essentially what what a safety tool is you know you're going to share what you expect to be in the game and you're going to kind of lay out what sort of content is is going to be uh you know included and then you know you have a conversation communicate we say it all the time that's the thing to do Communicate with your players. Players communicate with the GM. And, you know, just make sure that, like, the levels of, you know, violence or the topics of content are just, like, things that everyone's comfortable with. Because why would you, you know... And it doesn't have to be, like, any of that. It doesn't... Safety tools are not limited to just, like, you know, mature content. It's also limited to just, like, is it all right if your players... If your characters die? Yeah. Right? Some people put a lot of time into their characters and they don't like it when they die. Mm-hmm. Or you can say, you know, you guys can, your characters, I'm the game master, I tell my players, it's okay if your characters like want to be horny, but I don't want to get into that super deep, so I'm just going to like fade out on sex scenes. Yeah, if that it's going gonna, gonna to fade to black. Yeah. And then we will, you know, cut to the next morning or whatever, if that's a thing that happened. You can just talk about basic stuff like that and how you're going to deal with it and, you know, keep it on a level that's fun for everybody and comfortable for everybody because no one wants to, you know, no one wants to play a game that makes them uncomfortable. No one wants to, no one's going to want to come back to your table if, you know, something's off for them. And the easiest way to avoid that is to just talk about it ahead of time. So... Yeah. And so, I mean, it's everybody's responsibility, but why we're talking about it a little more in the GM etiquette episode is the GM is kind of the facilitator. Yeah. They don't really have any authority, but like, As a, they you know, kind of. GMs do. will tell you, players, they're going to do stuff, and you're going to have to be like, all right, you're going to have to figure it out. Right. But, you know, the GM is usually the person organizing the sessions because they're writing a story. So, like, you know, it's an easy thing to do as a game master to work in a little discussion time of these things. Mm-hmm. So, so, there's safety tools. Safety tools. It's, Go look online. Yeah, look them up. Use them. Talk to the people, especially if you, you know, are playing with people who you're not already, like, good friends with or that you don't have, like, the intimate knowledge of what everyone is into and what everyone's comfortable with already. Communicate. That's all it is. It's just a, you know, a step of communication before you start playing so that everyone has a good time when you do. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 
Safety tools. Safety tools. Wear, uh, wear a condom, people. <laughs> or just get the old snippies. Yeah, get the know. snippies, but that doesn't protect against diseases. True. That's pretty true. All right. That... Uh, it's funny, but it, it's... Take us it's, away. It's become oh, off topic. Okay, next thing we're going to talk about... <laughs> get us out of here. Get us out of here. Get us the hell out of here. Next thing we're going to talk about is time on ice. Now, what is that? Well, it's hockey, you jabroni. This is a hockey podcast now. We're going to talk about Fucking hockey. Fucking gotcha. Just kidding. It's not. But time on ice is, uh, is just the term that we used when we were talking about this idea. So what does that mean? RPGs, role-playing games, are multiplayer games, but they're also turn-based, which means that playtime is not shared. Like when, you know, if you play Halo online, everyone is playing for the same amount of time in the same game because it's real-time. Mostly, depending on the game mode. Sure, like, I guess. Yeah, you know, so think, stuff, of it, but... think of it like uh, Counter-Strike. You die once, and then you got to watch your teammates. Mm -hmm. Right? So, and most people tell you that's the least fun part is when you're not playing. Yeah. In a turn-based game, especially, you know, the more players that are involved, the more time everyone spends not actually playing. Because you want to play as most, much as possible, and, mm -hmm. you know, that's why you're there. So it's, uh, it's an interesting thing we were talking about. Um, like, you know, if you have five players everybody gets to play less because you have to do five turns mm -hmm. right so it's you know you do your turn and then you have to wait for four other people to do their turns before it comes back to you again right and there's another player in there which is the game master who if you're not careful and i guess we are we're specifically talking to game masters in this episode if you're not careful well, also also players but also players but game masters are the ones who you know have the most control over this. Yeah. And this is what we're talking about: trying to get your players as much time on ice as you can, because they have to stop playing when other people are playing, mm -hmm. and you know wait for their turn. Um. And the GM can monopolize a lot of that yeah. with narration and being like, you know, they can get in a very in-depth conversation with one player. Right. And then that could take like 20 minutes. Yeah. And then they're playing. And say you only had three or four hours to play. Well, then, you know, at best, you're splitting that between. You're, at best, you're splitting that evenly between your players and the game master. If you get really into something, you're cutting into other people's time actually playing. Right. Which doesn't mean, and I'm not saying that that's not fun. No, not necessarily. But, you know, it can be. People start to lose interest. Like, you know, that's. That's one of the things I think we've talked about it on this before. I think so. Like the longer you go with one player, the less the other players like they start checking their phones and they start tuning out, and then it slows everything down because then you know you switch and you're like, oh, yeah. Then when it is their turn, they're not ready, mm -hmm. and they got to be like, oh, wait, what happened? Yeah. So, what what is the time on ice thing? What we want to, what we want to recommend to game masters so that you avoid it becoming not fun for your players is you want to maximize their time on ice. And what that means is you have to do a couple things 
uh, as the game master as you facilitate this adventure that they're on. Keeping things player-focused. So, a couple things we recommend. If there's any, like, big descriptions or, you know, detailed speeches or, like, a new location, whatever, maybe pre-write that so that you can deliver it quickly. And mm-hmm. and the pre... It doesn't need to be a full, like, you know, page and a half speech, right? Because that's... That's you know, also... Even though it might, you know, take five minutes to read... That's five minutes that maybe could be cut down to 30 seconds with, like, a bulleted list, mm-hmm. you know? And you just write down the things that the NPC, like, needs to get across to the players and the exact, like, verbiage, you know, depends on, oh, what did the players come with? Uh, what mood are we in today? You know, etc. Yeah. So pre-write doesn't mean... You know, I have my book, and I'm just going to read it word for word. No, de- just yeah, definitely not. That you thought about it beforehand, and you wrote down. Some, yeah, so that when like notes. when they arrive at the tavern, you have like a couple bullet points to read them. This is the tavern description, and you're done with it quickly, and then you end that you end that description with a prompt to your players like, "What do you do now that you?" can see where you are, you know where you are, and you have the information. Now it's your turn. Play. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, if you have something pre-written, like a speech, don't don't feel necessary to jam it in if, like, I don't know, classic example is players break into the room with the big bad, and they're about to monologue, players like i just shoot them yeah i don't want to listen to that shoot them yeah let let stuff like that happen because that's players you know that's players seizing the initiative and taking the uh what's taking their ice time you know Mm -hmm. being like i'm playing now i'm i'm making decisions in this scene and that's another thing we have here going a little out of order but that's fine Mm-hmm. Be reactive to your players. Give them the opportunity to do stuff. Don't be constantly acting at them or reading to them. You want to be reacting to what they do. So everything that you say and everything that you present to them should end with the prompt for them to do something. Yeah. Give them something to build off of mm-hmm. um, so they can take advantage of that. Yeah. Always be, like, passing the mic back to them. Mm. And, you know, so from the player perspective, you can pass the mic to your teammates, too. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if a question is asked and you guys are in the same room in game, you can just, like, you know, in character, turn to your buddy and be like, well, what do you think of this guy? I mean, like, I I don't know. Like, he talks a big game, but, like, can he deliver? And then, boom, you've involved somebody else. Yeah, as a player. They're like, now on you've, the ice You've too. taken your shift, more hockey, like, you take your shift when you say that in character, and then you're passing it off to your buddy. You're passing it off to the next character with that question, like, what do you think? Can we trust them? Or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they're, now they step onto the ice, it's their shift, 
they I don't know how I don't know how universal or how well the hockey hockey thing talk is, going. is I think it's going great because now you guys are a defensive pair together on the ice yeah okay that's more obscure hockey <laughs> I mean, it's not obscure hockey, but like if people don't consume hockey. Well, it's just hockey. a sports metaphor. Yeah, it's just sports. Team, teamwork. Team. Yeah, team. That's it. It's team be a team. Um, and then okay, so on the subject of teams, being a team. Yeah. Uh, well, so a thing that I do, I think I've mentioned it before. I I like group enemy initiative. Combat is a time when like the idea of time on ice is really measured and easy to see because how long player turns take and how long your turns take as the as the game master is really on display because the time in game slows down you know mm-hmm. actions and movements things that take in, five minute discuss in yeah. real life take and then they're happening seconds. in seconds in the game world that's when you can really see, like, oh, this is taking forever, and I haven't got to do anything for a while. So, a little thing that I've always liked, first of all, it makes it easier for me, but it is passing, you know, the ice time right back to my players as quickly as possible, is I like to do group initiative for bad guys. So, you know, if there's if there's a handful of goblins, I say what all of them do, I roll for all of them, assess you know any damage or failed attacks whatever real quick and then be like great enemy turns over now the initiative order is whatever the players are because then they're playing try and do that as quickly as possible so that the players are playing most of the time Mm -hmm. and that's also like i think it's generally um accepted that that's best practice is all the enemies, if there's a big mob of them, they go, they have one turn. Yeah. Uh, just because... Well, some know. people don't like that because the, the group initiative means that some bad guys who might you might have been able to kill before they even get a turn, if you were following a strict initiative order, they don't have that chance that they get to basically jump ahead a little bit in the initiative order because they could have rolled worse, but they also could have rolled better. So, yeah, I don't know. Some uh, people don't like it. I like it. I don't know. I've never seen anybody not like it. Some some discussion of like, well, like different enemy types. So you have like, uh, you know, your, your ranged attackers, they go together. Yeah. But your melee attack, the enemies, the ranged enemies have a turn and then the melee attackers have a turn you know and splitting up like that but that's still group initiative order yes uh yeah i'd, I'd agree with that you know, and i, I think, think that would work fine yeah and i don't know i think because combat's so in game it takes so few time like in, in D, a turn is like six seconds or mm-hmm. maybe that's torg that actually says that. it's D. it might D&D also be well. torg but yeah Six seconds, and they all theoretically happen simultaneously, right. but we know that they don't because yeah, that's how turn-based stuff and that's works. And that's just something that's, uh, if you find that a little jarring as a game master to like, oh, everything's happening simultaneously except for, you know, how does that make sense with the turn order? You got to suspend disbelief a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not Yeah, it's, it's a not game, perfect, it's not reality. But uh, 
the more you do it as a game master, the more second nature it will become, and then it won't feel um, as weird. Um, and then you can you can help it out as a game master by you know adding little descriptions and you know basically just going with the flow, which I guess is what um, we're talking about in a second. But do we have anything more about um, time on ice? No, I don't think so. I think I'd just I'd sum up the idea again is that. Like, you only have however many hours to play. Your time to play is limited every session. And you have to share it. So as the game master, you should endeavor to give as much of it as possible to your players. That's our philosophy, kind of, that we're trying to impart. Mm -hmm. Which means you have to have some preparation. You have to know a couple little tricks so that when it's your turn to run the world, the NPCs, the enemies, the stuff that they're interacting with... You can do it quickly, tell them what happened, and then be like, your turn again, and get them playing as much of the time mm -hmm. as possible. All right, on to the next one. What's ABCs? Well, everybody knows their ABCs, uh -huh. right? Always be cool. Always be cool. And so that's, that's like the go with the flow... You know, no need to rush when you're trying to get it back into the player's hands, even though we just talked about rushing to get it back into the player's hands. Well, we talked about how time is a limited resource right. in this hobby, but... But there's no need but to... But don't rush. Uh, skip things and, you know, the more you skip, the, the more likely it's going to be inconsistent which will then break the fourth wall and then, you know, boom. You're at, you're out of the, the world that you spent so many hours building and, you know, coming up with. So don't, like, feel like you need to only say one sentence every time and then, like, put it back into the player's hands. Keep your cool. Get across what you need to get across. And then it will seem like, you know, the players are doing most of the work, which is what they should be doing. Yeah. Um, please. You know, don't get flustered as well. Like, you know. That's, yeah. So, like, well, we're going to talk about this idea a little bit more later, later in a different episode, I think. But, um, you know, unexpected things are going to happen, things you're not prepared for. And just... Be cool. That's the point of this. Be cool when it happens. Be like, ooh, I wasn't prepared for that. Oh, I don't know that rule. Or I was prepared for it, but they shot... Before my bad guy could make a yeah. big speech, they shot him. So now they don't get the information he was supposed to impart. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have to remember, you know, make a little note that's like, you need to get this Yeah, like ooh, something somehow. I thought was kind of critical... Now, how are they going to learn this? Make a little note for yourself. Yeah. Be like, that Take was fun. I didn't expect you guys to do that. Take Hold a minute. Hold on one second. Make Let a note just, for yourself. Boom. Uh, you know, you don't need to be like, oh, well, shit. That guy was supposed to tell you this. Right. Right? Because then, boom, you've broken it again. Uh, the fourth wall, that is. Mm -hmm. You've broken immersion. You've, you know, 
you've shattered that suspension of disbelief. Because, like, we all know it's not real, but we agree to pretend it is real together. Mm-hmm. And if you're like, oh, no, if you're getting flustered and because, you know, you're the game master, you're the one running the simulation. And if you lose your cool, the simulation starts to fall apart. And then the players are like, oh, you knew this wasn't real the whole time, but it sucks when you see that it's not real. You see it start to fall apart. You see inconsistencies or just like. And like speaking of inconsistencies. A lot of times I get to do, like, the full turn of enemies. Like, for example, in our system, Afterlife, coming soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody gets two turns. Two actions per turn. Two actions, yeah, yeah, Yeah. per turn. Yes, thank you. Two actions per turn. When I'm in the thick of combat as a game master, sometimes I just plain forget. And, like, yes, this guy attacks and then move on to the next guy. And it's like, that guy actually... He had a second he, attack. He could have yeah. moved or attacked again. But, like, eh, you know. Forgot. Always be cool. And the players rarely seem to notice because that just means mm-hmm. they get to... Even well, good their turn players, becomes quicker. Even good players who know the system well mm-hmm. and, you know, understand what's going on, they're unlikely to... Say, you know, wait a second. Be doing his, all the work that a game master is supposed to do. What's this enemy's second turn? Is he going to attack yeah. me again? First of all, no, they're not going to say shit. That's <laughs> narc shit. That's like, you know, raising your hand and reminding the teacher to give you homework. Why would you do that? And then, second of all, they're just probably not tracking everything that you're tracking right? because they thinking, don't have to. They're, they're players. about their turn. Yeah. Right? So, you know, if you forget something, just be cool and. Probably nobody's going to notice. Yeah. Not a big deal. And sometimes, sometimes that's more important than getting everything right. I would say, I mean, most of the time, just like keeping your cool and being consistent. And... That's more important than getting all the rules right every time or remembering the turn order exactly. Like, Mm -hmm. if you mix some stuff up, fudge it, whatever, that's fine. As long as you, you know, keep cool and keep it rolling. There's an argument that role-playing games don't even need rules anyway. You're just sitting there agreeing to imagine together. Yeah. So, you know, like, if an issue of rules or just, like, managing the system ever comes up as long as you're cool about it and just like move forward and make a you know make a reasonable decision about it probably no one is going to complain and you know the the fail safe for that is as the game master just be like i don't know the answer to that Mm -hmm. here's what we're going to do this time i'm going to double check on it and then next time it could be different but instead of spending five minutes to look up the rules, let's just continue with your turn. Yeah. Consistent ruling is usually more important than actually knowing the rules and getting flustered about stuff is usually worse for the players. And it's going to happen. Than flubbing. It, All right. We're know. not saying we're not saying that if you ever get flustered, you're a bad GM. No, it's going to happen, especially early on. You're going to be like, I wasn't prepared for this, which is what we're going to talk about next episode. You're gonna you're gonna face some curveballs. 
Yeah, I get flustered all the time. You, you don't know what the fuck they're going to do. And game mastering is pretty closely related to writing. And you get into a thing of like, I kind of have a story to tell. Or I have an idea of how this thing is going to go. And then it fucking doesn't. Mm-hmm. And you just, you got to roll with that. You got to be cool and roll with that. You got to remember your ABCs. Mm-hmm. Which I think a lot of characters have said. But I remember Boyd Crowder. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, the the most. That's how it's, it, I say it in my head. Yeah, always be cool. I guess. Yeah. Game masters don't know the answer to everything. You're gonna face some curveballs. And buckle up for the next episode because that's what it's gonna be about. That's literally what it's titled. Yeah. Hitting curveballs. All right, so your safety tools. We're doing a recap. Yeah, recapping. What did uh, we talk about? The safety tools. Uh, there's plenty online. It's basically just a conversation about boundaries and what everybody's comfortable with. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a little a little preview on like what the game's going to be about. You might find different things online to like read through, or like tables to check, or lists to go through. But Questions it all comes down to just communicating with your players about stuff. Communicating with the people you play with so that everyone has a good time. Just fucking communicate. We say it all the time. The game master is usually the person in charge of that because they're facilitating the whole game. So Mm -hmm. it just makes sense that they also take a moment to talk about those things. Yeah. Uh, The time on ice concepts um, about it's a multiplayer game. Mm -hmm. It's all shared time. And it's split. Because when one person is playing, other people usually aren't. You're you're waiting your turn. Mm-hmm. Right. GM, they have a lot of stuff to keep track of and a lot of you know narration and all that stuff. That can be a little time consuming. So get it back into your players' hands as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Give them the most time on ice you can. Yeah. And then the last one, always be cool. Stuff is going to come at you. You're not going to be prepared for stuff. You're going to be surprised. You're going to forget stuff. Mm-hmm. It's more important to just to keep it cool and keep it consistent than it is to know everything. Yeah. And Keep it moving. Get it back into your players because they're going to forget immediately because now they're up and right. they you know get to do stuff. So they're yeah, not going to worry about that enemy who didn't attack twice. Right. Or like, oh, that spell slot is incorrect for this spell. Whatever. You just keep it cool, move on, and get it back to their turns as quickly as possible. Not as quickly. Don't rush. Don't rush. But like... No need to rush, but with some speed. Yeah. (laughs) It's all just synonyms for rush. Yeah, well... (laughs) I think think rush is... uh, is like careless or clumsy. Yes. You know. Don't be careless or clumsy. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to do that. Mm-hmm. If if you are fumbling around, just uh, keep your cool, make a decision, get it back into the player's hands. Yeah. Um, and I think that'll do it for this episode of Two Headed Game Master. 
As always, if you enjoy our stuff, check out 2HGM.com. We have a whole bunch of links there for you to contact us, for you to give us feedback, for you to join our Patreon if you like our stuff and want to be more involved. Patrons and friends of the podcast get to do Discord hangouts and stuff when we do live play and, you know, might get to play with us or Mm -hmm. just talk about shit. All kinds of just... Also, come interact with us on Twitter. Yeah. We can watch it die together. Mm-hmm. It's been... Uh, it's, like, from a zoomed-out perspective, if you were, like, reading it in history, you'd be like, oh, that's kind of horrifying. But when you're as close to it as we are right now, it's pretty funny. A lot of good stuff. Yeah. It's it's great comedy. What's going on in the Twitter sphere right now? Um, what also, else do we, we promise we are so close to releasing Afterlife. Yeah. We said it was going to be November, and it is not. And it's super December it's now. It's not right now. But we're working on stuff. Yeah. We, there's it's, just two of us, and we have other it, jobs. We're recording this in December, so we've already late, and this is going to release even later. Even later. But, like, it's we're still, coming. We're, it's folks. coming. We're working on it. It looks cool. The game is the game is done. We're doing fucking we're doing presentation stuff and editing and art shit, print layout. So you know it's it's coming. Um, join us for another episode of Two Headed Game Master next time. We already told you what it's going to be about. Uh, it's going to be about this always be cool concept and you know dealing with stuff you weren't prepared for when it comes out of nowhere. Real quick, I'm going to do... I'm going to recommend Justified. We talked about Boyd Crowder a little bit. Um, That's a hell of a fucking show. It's, you know, modern kind of gunslinging western with some of the best villains on television and I think the best dialogue... It's got great dialogue. ...ever on television. But... It is a little, like, uh, you know, police... (laughs) Yeah. Brutality kind There's, of. Yeah. These 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 characters are not always good people, <laughs> and they're certainly bad cops. Mm. But it's um, it's very exciting. All right. That 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 I think about do it. Thank you to the Burning Saviors for the use of the song Pond Hill's Finest, the intro and outro to our show, and we will see you next time. See you next time. <laughs>